What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, I'm excited. We are one week from voting day, um, and we're going to be talking about today um, about the importance of voting. We're going to be talking about what the Bible says about voting and how America and our Constitution and the Republic correlates with what the Bible has to say. We're at it again with Mr. Kyler Sal. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys. I am, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for today. We got Mr. Kyler Sal with us. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. We're going to be talking about the importance of voting um, and, and, and what the Bible has to say about it. And man, I am, I'm excited. Um, hopefully, this is going to be a bit of re- uh, revelation for some people. Uh, if not, it will just perk your interest, um, you know, educate you on why you should be voting and um, and hopefully get you stirred up and ready for this election. You know, I've been saying I've been saying for the last few podcasts, we, we've been kind of taking a political turn um, with this election coming up um, the, the last few ones. This this may be the most important election that we've ever seen in our time. And and I truly believe that. I know this is like the third or fourth time I've said it, but I'm I'm serious. And and I think that we should uh, um, we should see it that way and we should understand why why God has set up our nation in such a way that we it is it is not only our right but our duty to vote. And so we're here. Um, we're we're just going to jump right into this thing. Um, you know, so many so many times, and and again, I, I know this is kind of repeat, but so many times we I've heard, you know, people talk about, um, you, you know, the two things that you never talk about is politics and religion. Um, as a matter of fact, I was sitting in a gas station this past weekend. I was working, and uh, I just needed to grab me a bite to eat. And I had filled up with gas, and and uh, I filled my excavator up, and I, I went in and grabbed me a bite to eat. And next to the table, they had they had a little sign in the window that said, "This is a political free zone." And I was like, "Man, this is. I mean, we should be talking about this. You know, this is this is one of the most important subjects, and that that term." You, you know, not or that that statement, whatever you want to say, you know, that we shouldn't be talking about um, religion and politics is coined by the enemy. Right. And if it says to, this is a political free zone, that's just stopping conversation. I mean, that's just halting people's opinions. Don't talk about it here. That's just I mean, it's bullcrap. It it, is. That's the, that's the whole purpose of America and voting is to have your voice heard. You should be able to have conversations about it talk about it, have differences of opinion. That's okay. But open up the conversation, open up the dialogue. That's how people are educated. That's right. I was listening to a a podcast. Um, They were talking about, you know, this whole transgenderism in our schools. Um, And I know we've, we did a podcast on it last week and, um, but it was talking about how they, they did a, um, a a survey, this company it wasn't barna group it was a different one i can't remember um but it was on the dr jeff show the the podcast if you haven't lift, listened to the dr De- jeff show go check it out it's pretty good um but anyways 
he's talking about a new book that he he was written, and um, he was talking about uh, how they how they did this study on these people and how like ninety plus percent of people didn't agree with with what's going on in our schools uh, and the way that they're they're teaching sexuality in general. You know, we're not just talking about trans transgenderism. We're talking about sexuality uh, as a whole. You know, they, they were not okay with teaching kids sexuality at a young age. And then, you know, over the thousand people that they surveyed, they're like, well, why why don't you say anything? Well, well we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like, guys, this is this is the reason why the enemy coined this 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 statement. We should never talk about um, politics and, and religion. These are things that need to be discussed. They need to be hashed out. People need to know. They they need to understand the importance of both of those. These two things were set up by God for God, and they should be the most discussed thing in any in any circle. Right. And that's, I mean, it goes back to you talking about it's the plot of the enemy. I mean, there's a conversation happening, but uh, it's only a one sided conversation because everybody else is scared to say anything. That's the whole purpose is he wants to silence one side. That way it never has to be an issue. And if you're afraid to speak and talk and say anything, then guess what? He's, he's done what he's there to do. That's right. That's right. So, you, you know, what, what does the Bible say about governments? You and this, I'm going to be real honest with you, and maybe this is this is I maybe I don't know, maybe this looks really bad on me. I this is a, this was a revelation for me. Um, whenever I've, I I correlated the two of them, uh, when I discovered this, and, and I've probably read over this chapter. There's there's no telling how many times I've read over this chapter. Um, oh, correction, um, last. I don't can't remember. So last week, week before last, we were talking about um, this this topic, and I had mentioned Romans fifteen. It is not Romans fifteen. It is Romans thirteen. I was wrong. I apologize about that. Um, but today we're going to be discussing in detail, in depth, Romans thirteen. Um, so what what does the Bible say about government? So we're going to read uh, the first four verses here of. Uh, Romans 13, it says this, it says, let everyone submit to the governing authorities since they, since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. Now that's, this is just the first verse. So up to this point, we know that there is no authority except from God and that authorities that exist are instituted by by God. Okay. Uh Verse two. So then the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves for the rulers are not a terror of good conduct. Meaning if you're good, you know, they don't, they don't come down on, on good people, but to bad. In other words, they are there to correct the wrongdoings. They're to they're there to to keep in line the evil that that is at hand. Verse, uh, uh, this is this is a continuation of verse three. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval. Now we know that that God has set in place. 
that nobody has authority over God and the authorities that are instituted were by God um, and that they were set there to govern bad behavior. Not not good. So if you don't want to be afraid of the government or if you don't want to be afraid of the establishment, then be in good behavior. Um, and then it says, for it is God's servant for you, for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant and uh, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Okay. That's Romans chapter 13, verses one through four. So we know that there is no authority except from God. We know that God is the highest authority. And we know that there are no governs instituted except by the permission of God. And then it goes on just, you, you know, of the purpose of the government, you know. And so when you correlate that with America as a whole, okay, as America as a whole, um, you, you know, we we can be really short-sighted. And I know that the government that we have in place right now is not God-fearing, okay? I, and I understand that. But uh, that we as Christian men, as the leaders of our homes and community, communities and our churches, we need to understand that they are not – God's not caught off guard that they're there. God has allowed them to take place. And there's a reason for that, and we're going to discuss that when we begin to continue to look at uh, what the Bible has to say about um, governments. Daniel chapter 5, we're going to go to the Old Testament here. Daniel chapter 5, verse 21, it says this. It says, and, and I, I want to set up context here, so if you don't know what's going on, um, Nebuchadnezzar, he's the king at the time. Um, in Babylon, Babylon had enslaved the the Israelites. Um, Nebuchadnezzar was uh, was there. There was a dream involved. I'm not going to go into great detail, but there was a dream involved, and basically, God's putting Nebuchadnezzar in his place. And he told Nebuchadnezzar that he was going to have to 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 go out to the wilderness, and he was going to feed like a sheep for seven years. Uh, he was going to eat the grass, and he was going to be. Outside, he he wasn't going to be in his right mind. So, takes us to to Daniel chapter five, verse twenty one. It says, "Then he was driven out, driven from the sons of men." He's talking about Nebuchadnezzar. His heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet from the dew of the heaven, till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men and appoints over it whomever he chooses. So the, this is this is huge. This is this is something that we need to need to grasp a hold of. Nebuchadnezzar was not a godly man. He was in place for a reason and he had become very prideful against God. And God's like, okay, I'm going to show you who's boss. And he literally drives him out. This this is a grown. This is a king. He was the the most the most feared king in the area at that time. There was nobody who could stand against him as far as conquering nations and and stuff like that. 
And so Nebuchadnezzar, his pride reared up against God. And God's like, nope, I'll show you who's boss. It says, God rules in the kingdom of men, and he appoints over it whomever he chooses. He was letting Nebuchadnezzar know that just because you're not a godly man, you're only there because I allow it. Right, and there's no ruler. I mean, you look back at, I mean, there was Jonathan Mayhew. In 1750, he did a sermon over the discourse concerning unlimited submission and non-resistance to the highest power. Now, when when we're looking at that, I mean, if you're looking at Nebuchadnezzar and you're, you're sitting there as a Christian, you're like, okay, this dude will pretend like Nebuchadnezzar was in the 1700s. This dude, you don't want me to be resistant to him. I mean, he's doing everything against God. And he says his and his whole argument in this was that that higher powers are the mercy of God to fulfill his plans and all are ordained, therefore should obey them. Everything is obeyed or every every person is put into place for a reason, for a season, for everything. And his his uh, sermon text says this now. Now, this is going to date us a little bit because it's 1700 talk, okay? So right. it says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that are to be ordained of God. Whoever, whosoever resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they shall resist, and they will receive themselves um, in damnation. For rulers are not of terror to good works, but to the evil. So he's kind of paraphrasing what the verses we earlier talked about. He said, do that which is good and thou shalt have praise. Um, he says, God is a revenger. He will execute his wrath upon those people who doth evil. <clears throat> and so a lot of people will take that and they'll be like, okay, well, then do I just submit to all the governments? Do I just submit to everything? And most people would take that into the voting season. They would say, okay, well, if God's going to ordain that, then what's my need to go out and vote? What's the whole purpose of me going to vote? And if God's going to ordain and put into place whoever he wants to put into place. And I mean, that's, that's where I take this. And it's like, that's not what he's saying at all. He's not saying no. to just, just stop and don't have a voice. He's not saying stop and don't just shut up. Like, you know what? I'll take care of it. Like we are the body of Christ. That is the whole purpose of us being here. And I mean, as Christians, yes, we need to obey the authorities. If there's a stop sign, stop at the stop sign. Yes. Even a rolling stop. Don't just stop at the stop sign. If there's a speed limit, you know, at least go five to seven above if you need to, but don't, <laughs> don't get too crazy. But that doesn't mean to stop and go out. And that's where we, a lot of Christians take this verse and they're like, you know what? I can be, I can deal with anything for five or six years or eight years or however long they're in there, four years to, I don't know, however long they, four years on a good people. And we, if we sit down and keep shutting up, it could be eight years. So we just, I just don't take that very extreme either is where I'm, I guess I'm trying to get at. Right. And that's, that's exactly what, well, I, I've heard people use that for th for that exact um, uh, thing. You know, well, it, you know, my opinion doesn't really matter anyways. You, you know, it, I have to submit to, you know, submit to the, the, the government authorities. So we really need to kind of sit back and be quiet. Just got, you know, if they if they say that that, you know, I, I should sit back and be quiet, then I should probably sit back and be quiet. You know, you know, if we they say that we shouldn't talk about politics, then we probably shouldn't talk about politics, um, you know, because they they are the governing authority. Um, I can't really change anything because, you know, yada, yada, yada. 
not like my my voice matters anyways, you know, they, so on and so forth. Um, Colossians 1.16, this is one of, one of my favorite verses. Um, it says, for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the, invis- the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So you, you look at this verse, you know, it, it mentions, it mentions thrones and dominions and rulers and authorities. And you look at the, the governing authority that we have right now in our nation, or I should say that the government that we have right now in our nation. And you think what in the world, what in the world is going on? Um, but I, I'm, I'm bringing this somewhere. Um, you know, but when you go back, when you go back to verse one of Romans 13, it says, let everyone submit to the governed authorities since there is no authority except from God and the authority that exists are instituted by God. Okay. So I'm gonna read that one more time. Let everyone submit to the governed authorities since there is no authority except from God and the rulers and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So, where, what, what are we doing with all this? What are, we, what are we doing with all this? Why are we talking about this and voting? Well, I'm going to tell you right after this break. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by the Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house, so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573 686 1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you real men talk if you have a question about this week's show please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com 
We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony Kernut. All right, guys. Welcome back to Real Men Talk. Okay, so so I promised you, you know, you know, we were talking about the uh, what the Bible had to say about governments and and all this stuff, and I promised you how how we were going to correlate that with with voting. Okay, so we know what the Bible says about the the governing authorities and and how all of them were established by God, and God's not caught off guard. Um, so when it comes to us as Christians and voting. How, why, why is it important if God has established the governments, if God, God has put everybody in place or at least allowed them to be there, then why is it important for us to vote? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Let me tell you, hold on just one second. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So let's look, let's start with the constitution. Might as well start at the beginning. Might as well start at the beginning. That's right. The beginning of America. So the very first paragraph, and I'm don't worry, I'm not going to read the entire constitution to you. Um, don't challenge us. Right. But the very first paragraph, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do obtain and establish the Constitution of the United States of America. That's the preamble. The very first three words, we, the people. When you get go into um, later on, you see Abraham Lincoln in his Gettysburg address, the very last line, very last line, that the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from this earth. And so we we see we see this thing. We know that that because what the Bible says about governing authorities and how every one of them were put in place. Um, God has allowed every one of them. And I, and I believe, and you cannot convince me otherwise that America was, was designed by God himself. It may, it may have, and I'm not trying to equate the constitution to the Bible. That's not what I'm trying to do. Don't, don't take my words out of context, but outside, I'm going to say something pretty bold here outside of the, of the word of God. Okay. The the beginning, the creation of America is the most influential thing that has ever happened to this world. It was unprecedented. It was um it was like nothing that had ever been done. Um and it was ordained by God. Everything, everything, every every government document, everything was all geared around God. They all had biblical principles. Um, again, I'm not equating our Constitution or the creation of uh, the beginning of America to cr- the creation of the earth or the, the Bible itself. That's not what I'm doing. But I do believe that, that America was designed 
by God. And so we see how God set up a republic, which means that it is governed by its people. And that is that is huge because if it is governed by the people, we are the governed force in Romans chapter 13. We, we are. Let everyone submit to the governing authority since the authority, since no authority except, since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. The people of the United States is the govern authority of the United States of America. And it was set up that way. We have a voice. We we elect people to be our voice. You, you know, in a, in our in in the House, in the Senate, um, our our uh, our president, you know, and so on and so forth. We elect those people. They are supposed to be our voice. And so, bringing this all into voting, if if we if we are the voice. And we are electing people, or let me let, let me transition like this. If us as a Christian people are sitting back silent because we've been told that we're not supposed to talk about, you know, politics and religion and all this stuff, you know, separation of church and state, which by the way, is not in the constitution of the United States of America. It is not a constitutional amendment. It nothing. It has nothing to do with the constitution. We can get off on that at a different time. We may towards the end. I don't know. We'll see. But you know, th- this is this is what's been shoved down our throat. You know, separation of church and state. Separation of church and state, you know, you don't talk about uh, politics and religion. Da, da, da. Well, what has happened is we the governing authority of this nation, the moral um the 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 morality of this nation as as a whole has set back and allowed the immoral to take over and we are reaping the consequences um of that and it says so then one who resists the authority opposing god's command this is verse 2 and those who oppose it will bring judgment upon themselves That's heavy. We are reaping the judgment of not being the voice and not allowing and allowing the enemy to influence us to not be a voice like God has set it up to for us to be. Right. And it says we are the people. So we as Christians. So in first Corinthians 12, 27, it says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And then you go down here. And Romans 12, 5, it says, so we being many are one body in Christ and every one member of one another. God has ordained every authority. I mean, go back to Romans 13. I mean, it tells you God has ordained every authority. And we, the people, are the authority of the United States, going back to the United States Constitution. And if we are going to sit by and we are going to let the authority be taken over to somebody else, and we are not going to use our authority as voters to help God's voice and God's ordination of each people be seen, then, yeah, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you look all throughout the Bible. I mean, there are times where – People defied unjust laws and rulers because it wasn't what 
the people or it wasn't what God had ordained. It wasn't the God's authority. I mean, the temple priests defied Queen Attila when they, they hid uh, Joash for six years. They executed the queen. Uh, Saul's army interposed before King Saul to protect Jonathan from King's unjust decree of death. Um, Jesus didn't respond to the high priest in question as to whether he was the Christ, even when the priest can, commanded him to answer. I mean, Jesus commanded his disciples to buy swords, even though it was legal according to the Roman law. I mean, all over the place, um, the Apostle Paul recounts how he was let down the city walls of Damascus in a basket um, in defiance of the governor under King Aratus, who was guarding the city in order to seize him. And then the rest of the scriptures guide us to show when civil disobedience is permitted. But the problem is we shouldn't have to, in America, get to the civil disobedience and for it to be permitted because we, as the body of Christ and our voice should be being heard, is that we are praying about what we vote for and we are getting out and we are voting because that's what the Lord has ordained us to be as a country. I mean, why would he have us at the very beginning put in there that we, the people, I mean, the first three words. And then in Proverbs 29, two, it says, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. I mean, it says it right there. If you want the righteous to thrive, then get out and do something about it. Otherwise, guess what's going to happen when the wicked rule, the people are going to groan. Amen. Woo. Mm, that's good stuff. Sorry yes. about that little rant there. But no, oh. it's fantastic. Um, yes. Yes. I mean, does does anything else need to be said? You know, well, really, so- I mean, it, it goes back to if we are going to it goes back to people listening to God. We are the authority in the United States. If we're going to sit back and we are going to wait for other authorities. I mean, yes. I mean, even the devil, he is the ruler of he's the prince of the air. He is there. He has a a a I don't want to say tool in all this, but he is t- a tool in all this, but God has the ultimate end goal in mind. But if his people are going to be silent, then I mean, whatever's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to let the authority take over because his people decided to be silent. So then they're going to see. That's right. It's it, what we're seeing is we're seeing the judgment of God on, on the United States. And I want to, I want to say something. And I know that this is a bold statement and there may be people who don't agree with me. That's okay. Say it anyways. But if you do not voice your opinion, not only, not only in voting, but in every avenue, local, federal, you know, state, whatever it is, if you do not voice your opinion where it is, you are outside of the will of God because you are the governing force of the United States of America. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic, the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisibly, with liberty and justice for all. God has set this nation up as a republic for a reason. Mm-hmm. To be governed by the people because he knows, he knows, and we're seeing it firsthand that governments who have sole power are corrupt. He knows that. There's show show me a government that had absolute power in any point in history that wasn't corrupt. Show please, please show me one. I'll wait. They're, they're not there. 
They're not there. And no, so, even look at the kings that God rose up because, I mean, look at the Jews. They wanted all, or the Israelites, they wanted king after king after king. They wanted to be like every other nation. Okay. But what happened? God rose up a king, gave them a king. Something happened. It, they had absolute rule over everything and it came crashing down. I mean, even in the Bible, it did not work. And God right. showed them like, you know what? It, you can have it, but it's not going to work, but I'll let you try it. He's going to let us fail just like usual. But I mean, in the Declaration of Independence, I mean, it's one of the things that we don't um, usually think about. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute, institute a new government. Now, do not think I'm saying the overthrow the government, none of that stuff. But what I'm saying, the key word is they're the right of the people to alter what is there. And That's you right. do that through expressing your voice and voting. It is not there to sit there and just be behind it. I mean, I, when somebody was looking at the what the apostles were saying in um, Romans 13, it says, the apostles commanded obedience to be a well-functioning civil government. That's what it was. You're, they were looking at a government that was ran by God. The authorities were by God. and they But they don't explain that what to do when the government itself is acting in an evil manner. So we have to pull from other other parts of the Bible of what they did. Second Kings 11, Matthew 26, first Samuel 14. We've got a pool. Second Corinthians 11, Acts 9, Luke 22. What happened when the governments weren't doing what God had instilled for them to do? I mean, it's similar to the other commands that for a wife to submit to her husband. I mean, if your husband's not leading you as men need to do, are you still going to listen to him? I hope not. Um, children to obey their parents. At some point in time, children, you become adults and are you still going to obey your parents when they're leading you down the wrong um, path or for church members to submit to all the elders if an elder is not guiding you in the correct way are you still going to listen to the elders i mean you, that's from hebrew or ephesians five twenty one and hebrews thirteen seventeen. it is our job as a people to express our voices that way we can alter the government to what god has ordained it to be that's right we are the moral force that drives america men you have to be the voice. You have to instill it in the generation coming up. You have to stand for truth in a nation that is so infected with postmodernism, infected with, with evil. We have to be the moral voice because God has placed us in a time such as this. I, I read a thing the other day, and I, I thought it was so. Kyler, you may have posted it um, about you know, don't be sorrowful for our children. That yes. God had, had God had um, uh, ordained them for such a time as this, you know. And it's the same thing for us. God has placed us on this earth at this very time for a reason. There is nothing that is done accidental. Everything is done in place. Even if, even if, even if you were, you were considered a mistake or if you were come from a, 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 a whatever, whatever the situation is, God still brings good out of a, a bad situation. You are, you, you know, we talked about about how God loves you and you are intentional and he has placed you here for a reason. He, it, as a Christian man who is following Christ, it is your job to be the moral voice for those who cannot be. 
Correct. And as long as we, God is the ultimate authority. He's the ultimate provider. There is nothing that a man can do that is going to alter the plans that God has. I mean, we know how it ends. And I don't care what you do, as long as you are walking in faith and you are acting by the best moral ethics that you have, and you're reading your Bible and you're in it, as long as you're doing what you feel is right, that is what needs to happen. Don't be afraid to make a move because you don't want to offend somebody or you don't want to vote wrong or whatever. The Lord has ordained every single season that we are in. He's ordained every authority, and we cannot quench anything that the Lord has ordained. That's right. That's right. And we have we have absolute truth. And I'm not trying to get on a, on a postmodern thing. But we have absolute truth, and that absolute truth is the Word of God. And the Word of God says that the way that God has set up our nation, that you are the governing voice. And that I won't read it again. I won't read it again because it's powerful. This is Romans 13, verses 1 and 2. Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. Verse 2. So then, the one who resists the authority is the oppo- is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. You did it on yourselves. That's right. We we are reaping the judgment. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that you, whoever's listening to this, it, this is this has gone on for decades. We have allowed the enemy to infiltrate our minds. We have allowed the enemy to infiltrate our churches. Um, you, you know, well, pastors shouldn't talk on politics. Why not? G- give me a good reason why you know you want you want to know why they should. Because the word of God is truth and everything that is what we call political can be found in or dealt with through the word of God. And they should speak on them. They should put put them in place against the word of God. We as as the people should take our moral values and rub them against the word of God and find out if what we believe is true. Just cuz we believe something doesn't make make it true. It makes it what we believe. There is absolute truth and we need to make sure that our moral values are absolute truth. Because the only absolute truth is the word of God. So I, I hope I hope this has sparked something inside of you. Um, I, I hope that that you are excited. I hope that you get out and vote. I hope you tell p- other people, get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. Um, Kyler, you got anything to say before we, we close up? If you want your voice to be heard, then get out and do it. We are the body of Christ. And if we want Christ's voice to be restored to the government, then we as his people have to do it. So get out, educate yourself about who you're voting for, pray over God's will for it to be done, and then go and let your faith be seen by your actions. Amen. Amen. Um, get out and vote, guys. Um be do not be afraid to stand up for what you believe in conversations at work. Uh, if you were a teacher, if you were in the schools, it'd be a conversation with students. I don't care. I don't care what the school board says. I don't care. These kids need to understand true moral values. Um, in conversation with your children, with your wife, with the the people at church, 
with the people at Walmart, with the people at the gas station. I don't care where it is. Do not be afraid to stand up for what you believe, because if you are morally sound, if you understand that the word of God is absolute truth and everything that opposes the word of God is false, you need to be the voice of reason. You are the moral voice of this country, and we have to stand up for what we believe and why we believe it, because what we believe is Jesus Christ, and Amen. he's it. Amen. He's it. So if, if you have questions about where you can vote, if you have questions on where you can find it, we, our last podcast, um, we, we covered all that stuff, but if, if you, for whatever reason, you can't view it, hear it. Email us. I'll find it for you. Um, we'll, whatever state that you're in, um, whatever, whatever it is, we can, we can find it for you. If you have questions on how you should vote, um, what the Bible says about certain topics, if you're if you're confused, if you're not sure that, that what you believe rubs up against the Word of God and you want to check, by all means, email us. You can, you can contact us. Uh, you can email us at realmen at palaceofpraise.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, message us. We will we will get back in contact with you. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, and as always, 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 I want to enter prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen@palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. 
we gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.